The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, December 9th, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 75. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at The Star. Nick, give me a 75. It's going good. Uh, Jethro Pugh was a really good player, but, uh, you know, Phil Posderick. Yeah. You ever heard of him? Phil, yeah. No, you haven't. You never heard of him. I've heard the name. You don't know, know who he is, but you know, Anthony him. Brown's had some games where we hear his name a lot, and Connor Williams has had a game. Yeah. The most famous one was Phil Posderick. We keep hearing about LT, Lawrence Taylor, maybe Micah's going to be the LT, maybe. But there was a game, I think it was like 1986, where the Cowboys probably got four first downs on one drive to try to win the game. And every time was holding 75, Ooh. holding. He couldn't block Lawrence Taylor. I mean, okay, sorry. He just couldn't. But one, Not many people could. Like, they, were, they were driving for the win, and it was like three or four in a row of just holding 75. 75, so that's the one I remember the most. I mean, Jethro Pugh was a great player, and Tony Castillas was pretty good. But mm. Phil Paz, Derek, 75. Let's just call him Phil Paz. He doesn't deserve Derek. All right, let's move on. Jeez, that let's, was uh, Hellman-esque right there. Let's, that was, let's go <laughs> that was pretty good, I let's guess. Let's go and move on. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some injuries, man. It, it, the, uh, let's not. <laughs> they have a few injuries that I think we should, uh, I think we should mention. Um, yesterday, obviously, Cowboys signed Edo Smith. Uh, I don't know when they did it, but it happened within the last few days. Um, and then the tone, the, the, we find out that Tony Pollard didn't practice yesterday with a foot injury. My first thought, as I'm sure a lot of people were, was was like does this mean something about was the signing of Ito Smith about the fact that Tony Pollard was out does that mean maybe he's not playing this weekend what what are we hearing as far as what's happening with the running back position thanks for making me feel smart I asked Mike McCarthy that said did you sign this guy because you're worried about Zeke and Tony and he sort of danced around it and said a bunch of other stuff but yeah I mean that's that's why it's an insurance signing he's a guy that they liked in 2018 as a draft prospect, both of their running backs are dealing with things. But he also said he thinks they're both going to play. Like, the expectation is that Tony's going to play. He didn't practice We know today. Zeke's going to play. Yeah, like, Zeke's going to play. You have to drag Zeke off. off the yeah, field. That's what he said. Yeah. Um, and I've also heard some things, and then they end up not to be the case. It's so very fair. You it cannot, happens. It's very fair. I mean, at this point, I don't feel confident about it. And that's why Edo Smith is here. Mm-hmm. I th- Like, they are going to monitor Tony for the rest of the week. He didn't practice, but he was out there. He was in uniform. He but worked. like he was sitting up somewhere with his foot up. No, yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. Like there's differences between like the two DNPs can be different. Yeah. Like Tony was out there in uniform, working with Britt, jogging around, working on his legs. So that's different from just not being out there at all. So um, watch him this week, and maybe you need to lean on Ito Smith, or maybe you don't. I mean, Dan Quinn coached him for three years in Atlanta, so he knows him. I'm sure you know his opinion was was you know asked about this. So 
you know, maybe he's better than Corey Clement. I don't know. Clement's given him a lot on special teams. Plays a lot on the special teams mm-hmm. units, and so. Yeah. Well, it, if Tony can't play, you still probably want three running backs. So yeah. that's so you would have Clement and Ito. Yeah. Tony's guess. playing. I think he's going to play too. Yeah, I think both. <laughs> You're, I do this every week. I'm like, and yeah, Zeke th- is playing. Zeke's definitely playing. Well, I mean, he when the you guy can't comment, you can't make that comment. You can't make that comment and not play. Yeah, but I do wonder. And this isn't a new injury. He's been playing with it. Yeah, so yeah. I wonder though, like if you're like the training staff, you know, you're like, listen. If we if we'll drag you off if we if, you know what I mean like he was like they have to drag me off it's like well if you're not gonna play we will I got a feeling that Brips like all right yeah. is that what we need to is do? that what okay. we need to do because no, if do. we decide that you're not playing then yeah. that's what we're gonna have to do yeah. I'm like okay <laughs> but it's you know it's a great quote when he said it we're like okay this will be a story yeah and it was <laughs> love those moments we had one today too you want to talk about that sure why not I was gonna put it on the on the thing for tomorrow but we can talk about it tomorrow too but go what, ahead last yeah. thing he said or no just well, no yeah he said not, not the, the last thing, thing. no it's no, it's not that. <laughs> what was the last thing he said chatty Kathy no the no, way before he, that yeah right before that okay. well, never mind don't worry about man that's you know that the day's vocabulary is the, is such where it just just glosses right that over didn't, like, they didn't oh. even like he didn't even really hear it it's just kind of felt normal he gave him a good day he gave him a GD, a good day. Oh, I love Mike McCarthy so much. <laughs> right. He's my, that's my kind of guy. I just, I mean, it's amazing I don't swear more on the podcast, honestly, because thank you. That's just how I talk. No, I, that Let's didn't even up. register with me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Anyway, Mike, he just, it, it's just one of those sound bites that makes your eyebrows raise where he's like, hey, we're going to win the game. I yeah. feel confident in that. And yeah. then the, the media gave him every opportunity to kind of to back down. Back. They yeah. were like, it's kind of, you're giving. You know one. this is going to be on every talk show for yeah, the next basically. week. Yeah, basically. And he was like, what do you want me to say? Like I've, Which he, he couched it really well. He was like, I expect to win every game that I've ever played in my career. Right. Like that's what, I mean, yeah, it's hard to do, but that is how you're wired if you're in the NFL. But it's a good soundbite. It's going to make the rounds. Oh, yeah. You know it's going to be on every talk show. It's going to be on every radio show. But the fact is he's right. Like, if a player or a coach goes into a game and doesn't think they're going to win, there's probably something wrong with that. Like, positive thought matters. The the classic hypocrisy of media where we're like, you're so boring. You never say anything. And then Mike McCarthy's like, yeah, I think we're going to win the game. And everybody's like, sir, (laughs) how could you say something so audacious? Like, oh, I just saw saw the tweets coming. Like, Mike McCarthy says, like, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be everywhere. And. But I like it. I like the confidence. I like that he's willing to say it, and uh, we'll see if they can back it up on Sunday. He's still he's a football coach at the end of the day, and like they're they're trying to be boring and not give you a ton. But I I love working with Mike McCarthy. Like he'll he'll throw a GD out there on you. He'll tell you a funny story about Pittsburgh. He'll you know he got up today and was like, yeah, I missed you guys. It's pretty far down the list of things I missed about being at work. But you know he's just <laughs> but it's on the list. He's least. fun to work with. Yeah. I like it. All right, talk to me about the wide receiver. position. Position because all of a sudden Dallas is kind of back in a situation where some of their depth might be affected. Noah Brown, what's up with his uh, groin injury? It's a two-week injury, or a couple-week injury. Mm-hmm. That's what Mike said. So um, not going to play this week. Not going to play this week. Where are they with Cedric Wilson with the ankle? He was limited yesterday. Being limited at the start of the week is always a good sign in my eyes. Um, so they'll keep an eye on it. But the big three are all as healthy as they – like he said – he said today, like he doesn't anticipate that Amari Cooper would need a snap, a pitch count this week. So yeah. you got all three of them good to go: Malik Turner, Simi Fahoko, and the fact that Cedric is limited at the outset of the week is good. So I'm not overly worried about it. Okay, good. As long as you got the top three, you feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Noah Brown is 
No Brown. Brown. I mean, I, I think <laughs> Cedric. Uh, I forgot his name. Cedric, Cedric Wilson. Will, Come on, no, man. not Cedric. Wilson. Malik oh. Turner is what oh. I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Malik Turner. I mean, he he can probably do that. He's a special yeah. teams guy. He yeah. can do the things Noah Brown is doing. Yeah, I think probably better. I've it. actually been a little disappointed with Noah Brown over the time when the when Amari was out. I expected more of him. Yeah, he. It was all working toward that moment. Like he had a great training camp. He's he's been a very useful player for them in the role that that they had for him, and he got a bigger opportunity and and he didn't you know, he didn't do anything what with year it. Is this this is for him? year fifth five Nine? yeah. 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. And by the way, I was joking on fifth, but it really is. It's his fifth year. Yeah. I wasn't really expecting him to do like, like take over games. What I was disappointed in is the number of drops, the number of opportunities he had that he just couldn't catch. He's had the most contested catch you've ever seen in college football. Like he's brought one of the greatest catches ever, which is ironic because like he doesn't catch the ball well on contested plays Mm -hmm. like that. It always seems like it's third. Third and eight, and it's over the middle, and it's like he didn't get it. And, and and of course, I'm thinking to myself, like, why are you throwing it to Noah Brown? Even though he's made enough plays where you can kind of get past that, but I still say it in my head every time, and sometimes out loud. But I, I'm just like, <laughs> every once in a while, yeah, it's like, why are you throwing it to? Him? And it's like he's made plays before, you know. Yeah. But yeah, he just doesn't come up with that ball and that that, you know. If I had to guess, he he probably had four opportunities at big plays like whether it's a third down conversion or mm-hmm. whatever over the course of the time that lamb and amari weren't healthy and and he just he didn't make them yeah. he did, and it's disappointing because like i i love noah brown i love what the role that he's had and what he's done for them he had a great training camp just didn't show up when the moment came and that and malik turner conversely has like he's made some of those like yeah it's garbage time against denver but he he had that nice fourth quarter and and he's made some other plays in these last few games where yeah. if for some reason you need somebody other than the big three on the field, I'd probably feel best about – well, I feel better about him than Noah Brown, put it yeah, that way. Yeah, I agree. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Bucky Brooks of NFL Network. We'll talk about uh, the Washington defense versus the Cowboys offense. We'll do that in just a moment. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbeatable bending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him, it projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys, and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com/cowboys. New Dr Pepper Zero Sugar. You did. 
deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. Give the gift of the Dallas Cowboys this season with the Dallas Cowboys United membership presented by Globe Life. It's the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Membership start at just $20. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United to get yours today. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are joined right now by Bucky Brooks of NFL Network. Bucky, let's talk this Washington defense versus the Cowboys offense. And I want to start with the fact that it seems like this Washington defense got better after they lost their best player, Chase Young. Um, They also will be without Montez Sweat. Talk to me about what has changed from the beginning of the season to really the last four games when it seems like this defense has now started being the defense that most of us expected them to be when the season began. Uh, The lesser players are doing their jobs and playing within the framework of the defense. Montez Sweat and Chase Young were – um, they had a lot of conversation prior to the year about chasing Chris Dolman and Keith Lamar's, uh duo sack record. And so they were kind of getting out of sorts trying to make plays, and they compromised the integrity of the defense. Mm. Those guys have been removed, and so now you have guys that are playing the scheme the way that it was designed to be played. And so they're doing their jobs. Everyone's fitting in their gaps, and they're playing better defense as because, because of it. Uh, Bucky, you wrote an article this week on our website about – your five bucks, and one of them was that you thought it's it's Pollard time. Um, when when you're saying that, are you thinking he needs the bulk of the carries? He needs more carries, or they just need to figure out ways to get him the ball even more? No, he has to get the ball even more. I'm not saying that Zeke needs to be Zeke needs to be removed from the equation, but it's obvious when you kind of just track the numbers and just look at the uh, big plays per touch. Like he's a big play performer, and so. You would like to think if you give him more touches and more opportunities, he'll deliver more big plays. And we're reaching a critical juncture of the season where you also want to think about how can you preserve Zeke for the postseason run? How can you make it where he is beginning to play at his best when you get close in into the tournament? And so one of the ways you can do is kind of level the playing field when it comes to the number of carries that you're distributing to both guys. So I think Tony Pollard needs to be a bigger part of the game plan. That's also me nudging Kellen Moore. Hey, man, remember the running game. Don't get so carried away when you start throwing it all over the yard because December is when the running game has to be a factor because that's the only way for you to control the action. Bucky, the memories in, are still fresh in my mind of Chris Jones ragdolling this offensive line in Kansas City. Can you make me feel better about them going against Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne? Or if, if you can't make me feel better about it, can you give me some ideas for how to mitigate that? Uh, one, I could suggest that you get a binky or a pacifier because I can't make you feel better. At the point of attack, I can tell you that it's going to be a tough one. And I think um, the big thing when you're dealing with Washington, all the teams in the NFC East, this is a challenge. The interior is probably the best part for most of those other teams. Like their defensive tackles are the ones that are able to get it done. And so for the Cowboys, they got to find a way to control the interior part of the line. If they can control the interior part of the line where they can run it and throw it and Dak doesn't have people right at his lap, 
yeah, then this is a game where the Cowboys should be able to have their way. But it's all up front, man. The games that the next five games on the horizon, they all will be decided at the line of scrimmage. And typically it'd be the offense versus the uh, defense of the opponent. Other than that, I mean, is there another area of concern uh, for the Cowboys offense that you're looking at? I mean, look, I, I think in anything, I think the Cowboys want to operate with a level of balance. Uh, you want to make sure that you're able to run the ball. But then the balance is also in the distribution of the targets. And it doesn't mean that it's always going to be even every game. But you just want to make sure that now that you got the entire gang back together, you have Michael Gallup, you have Amari Cooper, you also have CeeDee Lamb. You want to make sure that those guys are actively involved in the game plan because you need all of them. Because if you can make teams defend all three wide receivers plus the tight end and the running game, man, the advantages go to the Cowboys in those situations. Bucky, this uh, this offense has been one that started the season, and I think everybody was uh, keenly aware of how good they were. Over the last several weeks, I think that impression has gone down. Some people point to Dak not playing as well. Some people point to the receivers not getting separation. Others point to the offensive line, the running backs. Like there's Everybody is getting some blame from someone. What do you think is the biggest challenge or the biggest problem right now for this Cowboys offense? Well, the biggest problem, like the, the, the month where they didn't play well, is I mean, you had injuries that took away the primary playmakers. I mean, when you, you play without uh, two of your top receivers, it's going to be hard to move the ball. And I heard you guys talking about Noah Brown and other guys. Man, there's a big drop-off between number one and number two. And then when three, four, and five slide in, when those guys are elevated, it changes. And so with Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb back, Michael Gallup back on the perimeter, it's the first opportunity that we've really seen the entire crew back together. Now, when they get healthy, you like to think that they can roll, but this is a team that is good enough to still do the special stuff that we think about. Ooh, I, wanna, I want you to clarify that. You said there's a big difference between one and two, or is a big difference between one, two, and three, four, five? No, I'm just saying in the general pecking order. Like when you have a number one receiver, mm -hmm. it's a huge difference between being a number one and a number two. Like I would say that the Cowboys have two number ones in okay. CD and Amari Cooper. But you. every time you drop down a rung, it's, it's, it's a huge talent disparity um, in terms of being able to handle the roles. Because when you're the number one receiver, that means even if you're double teamed, you're getting tilted coverage your way, you still should be able to thrive. Those guys um, – that are threes and fours typically can't can handle that kind of situation. This is it's useful. Obviously, they're in the division, so they're playing the same teams. We saw the Bucks have plenty of success against the Cowboys through the air. Raiders did it too. Washington held both of those guys below twenty points. Um, and I'm just curious, like what what what's the overall theme of that? Like, are they doing all of this with pressure, or or is there, are they getting takeaways in these games? Like, what has been the formula for what's enabled them to hold these explosive offenses to such a low point total? Uh, coverage. Coverage has been good. They're throwing a blanket over everybody. If you know Jack Del Rio, you know he's not one that is really a big fan of blitzing. They want to sit back and rush forward. They want to drop seven. They want to keep the ball in front of the defense. They want to bog you down in the red zone and make you kick field goals as opposed to score seven. Uh, what has been better is they've got more effort and energy up front that has been able to kind of create the chaos. And obviously, uh, we talked yesterday about the long drives from offense. Well, they're playing keep away. I mean, you have 15, 17, 19 play drives on offense. Your defense isn't on, exposed on the field and the game shrinks. What the Washington football team wants to do, 
They want to make it a 15-minute game at the end of it. They want to get into the fourth quarter, and let's see if you can beat us in 15 minutes. That's their whole goal and objective, and that's how they call in the game. But you already talked about the running game, but after learning about the Pollard injury and all that, is this a game that the Cowboys can still win without a non with a non-existent running game? I mean, like, hopefully they can run the ball some. I don't think you want to get to the point where you, you're throwing the ball 50 times because what happens is the more throws, uh, you have bad things, sacks and turnovers and those things. Uh, you still got to try to run the ball. Uh, look, you can try and be aggressive at the beginning, then settle into the running game later. Uh, the thing that you don't want to do against the Washington football team, you just don't want to give them opportunities. This is a team that struggles scoring on their own accord. So the last thing you want to do is give them short fields, give them takeaway opportunities, those things. Like, just play it straight. If this is a game of ping pong, just sit back and back and just keep it in and waiting for them to mess it up. They're not good enough to necessarily beat the Cowboys in a straight-up game. But if the Cowboy gives – they give them stuff, the Washington football team can win it. All right, so give me your prediction. What do you think happens this Sunday, Cowboys versus Washington football team? Well, I mean, look, Mike McCarthy guaranteed it, so the Cowboys are going to win. I mean, he said they're going to win, so they're going to win. I all mean, right. he put it out there for all of us to consume and talk about it. I actually appreciate that because I don't really like Coach Speak. I appreciate that he has enough confidence, and I think what he's trying to do is take the pressure off the team. Mm -hmm. He would rather all of us come at him than everyone go at the team so then his guys can play comfortable and free. All right, we appreciate you joining us. We'll be uh, have you back next week. We're going to take our final break. We'll come back. we got a little more talk uh, on this Cowboys Washington football team matchup. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. We're turning your living room into your office and your gym. We're teaching Grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United, United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. 
Registration for holiday youth camps is now open. Don't miss the Dallas Cowboys Football Academy and Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders Dance Camps on the December 21st and December 22nd. That's at the Star in Frisco and then at AT&T Stadium. Space is limited, so register today at DallasCowboys.com slash Academy. Danny McCray doing some good work over there. He needs you to make sure and jo- join the camps. Shouts out to Danny. Shouts out to Danny. He didn't win a million. He made it to the final six, though. That'll just ruin somebody's day. Um, We talked about that earlier. I mean, I'm sorry, but if you're going to do that, you know, you guys are getting on. You guys are getting on. You were getting on somebody like Clarence Hill because he tweeted something oh, yeah. out, like he, like because you didn't have. You it don't do it immediately, right? You don't you don't tweet about a is that, show. Is that a thing? Immediately, you don't tweet about define a show. not immediate. something like that. Define immediately. Like you give it. I, I thought uh, Britt said it the right way upstairs. She said, "Give it at least twenty four hours. Like mm. just don't do it right after." I tweeted the show. about it this morning. I well, waited. I waited. I will the say morning, that's, though. that's better than last night because if you're if you I mean like by the way that's the way media works today you don't have to watch everything live a lot of people listen to this show they will not be listening to it live they will listen to it later so if somebody kills whatever we talked about for them part of the like, f- we don't have a lot of I get Twitter but, I get yeah part get of Twitter. no part of the fun of social <laughs> media is engaging with something during a game I don't do scores or not, not during a game engaging with something in the moment yeah, like you want to talk to people yeah. that are enjoying what you're enjoying like if you can't watch it on time well, that's you, what your wife or husband or boyfriend or girlfriend is for like talk to them maybe you not everybody has that yeah well what if you got a friend a dog that works too you've never i mean why do you tweet during games hey sparky can I, you I believe don't, Danny i don't got i try not to give things Arr. away during games but i do think it's un- understood <laughs> you don't get on mean? twitter talk if you're watching your a dog? game yeah talk well, to your dog dave you don't talk to your dog i never talk oh, i talk to my dog uh, I see yeah I don't what even say about, yeah. amber i know you talk to your hey, dog hey josie Hey, seeing games. Yes, absolutely. Come on, Nick. Get on board. If you are invested, if you can't watch the Cowboy game and you and you don't want to have it spoiled for you, and you get on social media, that's your fault. Yes, live sports. You're right. But I'll give I'll give you an example. Go back. Go back to Game of Thrones when it was on. I saw many people like. That like they agree like you don't talk about what just happened on Game of Thrones you right then because people watch it later it's poor form but, exactly but That's guess my what point. don't get on Twitter then get off of the super duper live social yeah. media platform okay. where people from all over you have to disconnect you if that's to. how you're gonna play it we no. lost a few people here we lost the plot Danny McRae sorry on Survivor he's no longer he on got Survivor. voted off voted <laughs> off. <laughs> Because it got. If to you the didn't end. watch it, I'm sorry. These people gave it got away. to the end, and they're like, "Hey, we got to we got to have a real physical, athletic challenge here." It's like, let's let's get rid of the NFL player. Did you yeah, so. did you see Say though? More. I mean, <laughs> Derek they, is talking about no no spoilers, and you're over here giving almost the whole thing. DWI, <laughs> deal with it. Whoa, okay. Whoa, okay. That's yeah. That's, that's not what I want to play with. That's I'm not like, the acronym I know. Yes, it say? is. Deal with it. Okay. Build a bridge. Get over it. How about that one? <laughs> look, they look. They, else? they tamped his old. fire out with the thingamabobber, oh, and yeah. then he turns around and goes, go Cowboys. And nice winked wink. at the camera. Yeah. Danny's that the part I loved. I yeah. was like, all right, there we go. There we go. Spoiler. Danny. Yeah, he just gave it <laughs> away. It's not like this is even the finale. Oh, no, he's one of the, like, 20 other people that didn't win. Like, if, yeah. whatever. He tweeted last night about it. So. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. No, he sorry. didn't. All he said was, it was a rough, it's been a rough week. I'm That's not, all he said. I'm not sorry. been a rough week. 
All right. Anyway, we do need to get back into some Cowboys watching the football team because you guys took about six minutes on that. Um, real quick, I wanted to get some opinions. How concerned are you? Dave, you asked the question. Uh, how concerned are you about Washington football team's defensive tackles, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, up against the interior part of the Cowboys offensive line? It's ironic. For many years, I thought Ryan Kerrigan was the most underrated player that this team went against all the time yep. who gave them fits. I think it's Jonathan Allen now. He's a he's he's a top yeah, five defensive tackle in the league in my mind, and Deron Payne's really good as well. Yeah. Um, and interior pressure has been a problem for these guys. Like it took them a minute to figure out Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. I mean, obviously they won that game comfortably, yeah. but the early going was not great. Yeah. Uh, Vita Vea beat them up. Yep. I know that's week one. Morale. Still happened, and then obviously <laughs> Chris Jones' <laughs> stat line speaks for itself. So. I think it's a problem, and I think one of the biggest things that I think I need for this game, and, and I'm not saying that he normally doesn't. Zach Martin's incredible, but I need him to play amazing because I just need one of those guys to not be a factor so that the guard and center and everybody else can focus on the other one. I need Zach Martin to just wipe one of those guys out. This could be a Tampa um, offense. I mean, I mean, this could be the, the game plan that they used in Tampa. Where a lot of it was outside, and you know that's where you're seeing a lot of success with Tony Pollard and all those guys, and even CD. You know, quick passes like that. They didn't have Zach in that game, but they didn't even try really with those interior uh, defensive linemen. This might be a game where they do that because that got them some points. And as Bucky said, you get 24, 28 points. If you can do that, you should win the game. Yeah, that's one thing. But I, I I'm way more concerned about can they actually give Dak time. Because if those defensive tackles are pushing your guard and centers back into Dak's lap, then because I, I don't think they're going to win the game just running the ball. Like I, the the running game has not been. No, remember the Tampa game. Remember uh, what they did. That's what I'm yeah. saying. You don't need time to throw a quick out like that or a quick um, bubble screen. I, I think that helps. I don't. I just think that when it comes down to it. This offense is predicated on them being able to get the ball downfield. I think that's when they're at their best. Uh, now, you're right. They may not have to score a lot of points against this team. Some teams have beaten them with not a lot of points. They don't score a lot of points. Mm-hmm. I still believe that it's going to be problematic if those guards and if the guards and the center can't keep them out of Dak, Dak's lap. Because if he's in Dak's lap, he won't be able to have time to be able to make the throws he needs to make. I'd like to see. I, I'm with Nick. I'd like to see, Sorry. I'm sorry, Amber. Just keep agreeing with Nick. But... <laughs> I'd like to see some adaptability, whether that's just you don't have to challenge the teeth of that. Like those two are the best things about probably this entire team. Like that duo is probably the best thing on this roster. And you don't have to just run into the teeth of it to prove something. Let's see some off tackle. Let's see some bubble screens. Let's get the ball out of Dax. Like, give me some hot reads. Give me some quick game. Um Anything you can do, and it's challenge these guys horizontally. Like again, it feels like it's been forever since a jet sweep, or even the threat of a jet sweep has been a reliable thing. I get the Tony Pollard fake against Kansas City was nice. That was three weeks ago. I'd like just challenge these guys horizontally. You don't have to be stubborn. Yep. We've seen them struggle with, uh, you know, dropping the ball and all that. But help my memory, please. Have those happened in games where you've had your three wide receivers? Or has it been where oh, you got one of those guys missing? And- they had, uh, they didn't have Gallup against Denver, but they had Lamb and Cooper. And they, I mean, that that was a rough day. Atlanta was the f- last time all three of them yes. played, right? I believe. Well, no, they played against the Saints. 
True. Well, yeah. well Amari limited, was yeah, Amari yeah. was limited. I'm just wondering. I mean, is is because in my mind, you can see it going both ways. But is this going to be the game where at least in the passing game they finally get in sync and they're finally connecting and becoming dynamic again? Because yeah, take the pressure away from Dak and all that. If these receivers are not catching the balls or dropping it or you know not in sync with him. It's going to be an issue all around, especially if your running running game is not working out either. Which, I mean, that it goes back to what Bucky said about Jack Del Rio, and it's been something that defensives have been able to do with success. Drop seven, and if you're getting home with four, if Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne are just whooping your line and you don't need to do anything else, to, that, that has proven to be problematic. And it's on Dak and the receivers. McC- McCarthy got so excited when Clarence Hill asked him about separation today. He was like, oh, we're talking ball. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, that's been a problem for us. And that's – they need, I think, even more so than the running game disappearing, they need that so desperately. They need the receivers to win and make those plays when they do win. Dak to have confidence that it's going to work and trust what he's seeing. Um, it hasn't been there. And I think that's the biggest thing because I just don't think opponents are afraid that they're going to get killed by the pass because they haven't been recently. Do you think the problem of not getting separation is a recent problem that has happened with all of the games that have been missed by the starters? Or do you think that's a problem that's persisted all season? And the reason why I ask that question is because it doesn't necessarily match up with what we think of this wide receiver core. We put them up there with one of the best as one of the best wide receiver cores in the league. But if they're not getting separation, obviously they wouldn't be that. I completely so, think it is a matter of like guys not being healthy and being it. out of the lineup. Like it, they were killing people all yep. through the first like six weeks of the season. I mean, CD Lamb walks off in New England because he just toasts his man on an over route. Like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not worried about it if the if the three are healthy and doing what they're supposed to do. But that hasn't been the case. And that people are like, oh, it's always an excuse with the Cowboys. And maybe it is. You would have liked to see better from Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson and stuff like that. But it matters when you have really good players healthy and doing what they're supposed to do. All right. That's a wrap. We'll be back on tomorrow. We're going to talk uh, about the Washington football team versus Dallas Cowboys. We will talk about, uh, get some predictions from these guys, talk about some other big picture storylines heading into that game. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman. Oh, yeah. By the way, we will be on at 1230 tomorrow instead of our normal time. Uh, we have some things in the morning, so we'll be on at 1230. Make sure you check us out. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!